0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus Investor Evolutionary Astrology Podcast. We are in eclipse season and I classify that as the two weeks either side of each eclipse. So that starts, our first eclipse is on the 14th of October 2023 as we are now speaking and we are now in October. So here we are. And I wanted to say the first thing about this, though, is that Venus, the Venus retrograde that happened in July and August, Venus is still in the shadow, and because this eclipse is happening, the first eclipse is happening in Libra. Libra is ruled by Venus, so I just wanted to say that Venus, as we speak, is now in 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 the in her own shadow of her own retrograde, and in. On the 7th, so just a week before the first eclipse in Libra, ruled by Venus, Venus then leaves her shadow. She leaves the shadow zone. And that is almost like that becomes like a a completion of that journey. Um, However, I do think it's linked really to this eclipse because this is her rulership. And it's like here we've done all this work through the Leo World, The Leo landscape, the landscape of our heart, the landscape of our boundaries, our well-being, our, um, our vital force here, the energy that we give off from Leo. Uh, and now we're moving deep into the south node in Libra and the past. So it's like we've been prepared by Venus to enter into this new world. Or rather, should I say, into this older world, in this world from the past, from previous experiences. Now, as Venus leaves the shadow or as she even turned direct, as she turned direct, she was joined by Juno, Juno the asteroid. And Juno is the perfect wife. Juno, if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know all about Juno. Um, she is the relationship Asteroid. She's the marriage broker. And it's like she's pairing up with Venus and she's traveled with Venus all through this shadow zone from from turning direct all the way to now stepping over the the border of this um, shadow zone. And it's like Juno is here to help Venus and to help her to create a new dynamic of partnership and of relating because that's her zone, and of course, you know, Venus is also, you know, very much in synergy with relationships and attraction and and partnership. Um, so, and Leo then with her the heartfelt energy that comes with Leo. So really, this is kind of feeling like a real continuation of how we relate within what's our heart sense within relationship. And it's say it's saying, you know, what matter? It really doesn't matter what is going on in your heart, despite what you might be thinking, saying, doing within your relationship. What is really going on in your heart? And it's almost like now we're not going to be able to get away with doing something else other than what your heart is really vibing at. So even though Venus will be leaving this shadow zone on the 7th October, you can draw her into all of this eclipse um, energy. She's now ruling this eclipse. We're still in this Venusian period. And so what we're really thinking about now is that this this is more inner work. This is more deep understanding, more things to come about for you to grapple with, for all of us to grapple with. And so you're going to be working more things out here because new stuff is going to come in. You think, oh, I've done that. Mm-mm-mm. There's more to come. And it's like within the eclipse portal period that there's karma is almost visible you're going oh wow how did that happen that's that's incredible there is karma playing out quite visibly within these eclipse season portals so here we are now and, and I think these karmic associations, especially now also Juno is here, that will be in play with relationships and people. You'll be noticing it, either people from the past or people playing characters or assuming characters or very similar to people you've, you've met and related with in the past. And I feel like that when we are in eclipse season, and that's within two weeks either side of the eclipses, it's that it's like we're ready for another dimension or other dimensional forces to enter. And this is how Rudolf Steiner talks about eclipses. He says it's like the pressure valve for new energies, for new beings, solar beings, lunar beings to come into this Earth. And they all want to come here, but it, but the just the edge of the uh, ring around. Um, you know, when the moon goes in front of the sun, that little um, sort of edge is almost like the valve that allows them to come in. And that's that's the Steiner version of things. So we are, you know, ready for this to happen. And so here we are in the pre-eclipse part of that, the two weeks before, but then the two weeks after October the 14th is also the two weeks before the lunar eclipse. So that gets even more intense. And that's betwixt the eclipses so and this kind of reminds me of um uh, there's a thing in Glastonbury here in England if you know about Glastonbury and the tour at Glastonbury it's a very special place and it's um a previous um sort of dimension of where Avalon was and um if you go to Glastonbury you can uh, connect with one of the priestesses there and they do a thing called The Walking In. The Walking In to Avalon uh, even though you're in Glastonbury. So you go with a and you have a dedication. You go to the tour and the tour has various chakra points on it. And throughout the day you go and you walk each chakra point. And at each point there, you make a dedication and say your prayers or whatever is required and your intentions. And you then, once you've done that, you're actually in Avalon. So you've kind of dimensionally shifted into a new place. And here you meet the Lady of the Lake, the Lady of Avalon. And it is super powerful. And within that, you kind of have to be sort of extra vigilant and understand that you have made this opening. You know, and you can you could that you can then go off and live your life for a week, say. And and within that week, it's almost like you've been microdosing. <laughs> it's like you're on acid or mushrooms or whatever for a whole week. You are seeing things uh, Beyond the veil, beyond your sort of normal senses, the logical world kind of fades back a bit and you kind of get to grits with a lot more um, ideas about your past, your uh, things that you need to know. And it's like the lady then shows you what you need to know. It's like an opening into another dimension. And then you go back a week later and then you do all your rituals at each of the chakra points and you do it the other way around and you walk out of Avalon. And so you have this kind of week in between, which is rather strange, um, uh, and but equally very powerful. And I feel like that's the energy of betwixt the eclipses. You kind of kind of had this dimensional shift and you're allowed to see things. Things might seem seem the esoteric world is Um, enhanced and augmented around you beyond the veil, the elementals are rising, rising powerfully for us to understand um, non-logical ideas and expressions. But indeed, it's maybe an opening within yourself. So, you know, you're saying that the lady of the lake, she's opening doorways uh, within you to different aspects of you, which are then reflected back and and magnetized and there's a sort of soul retrieval element of this that you are sensing more of yourself more of your fate more of your destiny and your karmic associations and they're there for you to process and get to grips with and enter new creative ways of being and more satisfying ways of being so it is super powerful and um I think, you know, you can liken these eclipse energies to exactly the same thing. But also remember that we are more vulnerable now. It is the intensity of these ideas of our openness does make us more vulnerable. So we do have to be careful of 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 our behaviour, of uh, our energy and um, perhaps be a bit more protective of ourselves. When I did my walking in at the Glastonbury tour, Uh, I think that was when I was doing the walking out. I can't remember which way around it was. There was a girl there and it must have been the walking out and she just arrived from Australia. She was doing the walking out and she said, I did. I walked in a year ago and just by sort of fate, I realised that I couldn't, I had to go back to Australia. And she said, I've been in Australia for a year, but still in that dimension, because obviously the dimensional shift, it it isn't geographically, um, you're not stuck in one place, you're still opening that dimension. So she went to Australia and she said, I've had one of the most challenging, um, wild years of my life that you just, I just can't explain, I cannot put into words what has just happened to me from being, walking in, into this Avalon and then taking it off around the world. She said, it's been utterly chaotic and She's desperate to shut it down again. (laughs) She had enough when, you know, a week, two weeks max. And they always talk to you before you do it. Can you come back in a week kind of thing? So um, just to say this isn't to to be played with. It is serious, um, serious stuff. So now we are in the eclipse season. And um, we might feel like we're a little bit microdosing dosing energy. <laughs> uh, I want to say about 2023 that in this year, it's fairly rare that in this year, because we're switching, the North Node is switching or the nodes are switching signs that... Um, We are going to get four eclipses. We have four eclipses mostly every year. But this year we've had an eclipse in four different signs and in four different elements. And normally, you know, it goes across one axis. So two different signs, two different elements. So this year we've already had the Scorpio eclipse in the water sign and that was in May. That was a lunar eclipse in Scorpio. And that was the last of the previous cycle when the nodes were in Scorpio Taurus. And then a month or two weeks later, we had the Aries solar eclipse, a new moon solar eclipse at 29 degrees Aries. That's a chaotic, powerful energy. And um, that was kind of the, the the mental mankind masculine themes coming up in full fiery force because that was the fire energy. And then now we're going to the uh, Libra. Um, the Libra eclipse on the 14th of October. And this is so the, the sorry, the fire one was also then the first of the new eclipse energy, the new axis of the of the Aries Libra axis. And now we're going to have the first here of um, a solar eclipse in Libra. And it's the first here on on this nodal axis. And then two weeks later, on the 28th, just before Halloween, we've got the last of the previous axis on on Taurus. And this will be a lunar eclipse in Taurus. And um, yeah, um, the last of last of that. So now we will be fully then shifted into the Libra Aries axis after that. But that does equate to four different elements. They've got the water, fire, air and water. And, and thus, we get to open ourselves to the karma, to the processes, the challenges across each of these elements. It's really thorough. Um, so, so this has been a powerful year all around. Um And it's sort of helpful then to connect to each of those elements whenever you have a lunation or an eclipse like this or any of your kind of rituals to bring in each of those elements in a in in a sacred ritual sense or even just adding it to your daily habits to make it more sacred. So when there is a water moon. Um, adding water to any kind of meditation, dedication, and you bring it in either with a little bit of whiskey, water of life, or some, some moon water is great. Rain water from the moon is also fantastic. Beautiful spring water, uh, essential oils, all those wonderful um, waters that you can bring into any of your dedication to pour onto something to just have at your altar or within within your um within your sort of area of meditation where you're working and that could also be images of fish they work really well with the water with the water energy and of course you're bringing in the undines the undines are the water elements and uh, the water spirits so they're super powerful for anything with water and then with fire um obviously you can you know If you haven't got the opportunity to have a massive fire, you can light a candle, obviously. But also you can have incense, lighting the incense. The fire uh, spirits are the salamanders, spirits of fire or elemental fire. Um, And perhaps also dragon energy, phoenix, firebird energy for anything you're working with the fire signs with their lunations or doesn't have to be on the on the actual moon. And then with the air, that's the um, the sylphs. Uh, spirits of the air and again you can work with incense why the ancients a lot used sorry why the ancients used incense a lot uh, or these kind of smaller fires is with where they put herbs on them is actually that the fire the smoke is lifting up the thoughts and ideas the vibrational essence it goes further up to the heavens, it's always moving upwards, isn't it? So that's that's the idea behind the incense and and the smoking of bringing those thoughts and um, your spirit to go higher. And of course, with air energy, spoken words are so important. So that's something to watch around this eclipse because it's in an air sign. The air is um What you're giving out the vibration you're putting into the air is your spoken words. So perhaps you can actually then speak things into existence. And I encourage you to do so and let me know how you get on, because I have found that I keep forgetting to do it, but I found it so good. And then, of course, the Earth energy and our next eclipse on the 28th or the one after this one on the 28th is in Taurus. And so that's going to be Earth energy and the elementals of the Earth, the guardians of Earth are the gnomes, actually uh, much more well known than the salamanders, sylphs and um And the Undines, they're much, you know, in common parlance, like we've understood them uh, in antiquity much more powerfully. And they've been portrayed in popular culture so much more. You see them everywhere now. And actually, if you go to Iceland, not the shop, the country. They're very much of an authority there on gnomes and you'll go there and they will have, there's a road, there's probably a few more roads, one road I went along I was told look, this road has got this funny bend in it because the authorities were building this road. And came across this block and they couldn't get around it. And they asked the gnomes, they actually asked the gnomes, can we build it? And they went, no. And they knew not to build where the gnomes said no. So they went around it. They actually, the government, the authorities went around where the gnomes said no. So they have it. Um, If you're thinking gnomes, it's ridiculous. It's just that they've come about in such um, a friendly um, way by in. In the culture that we live in, you know, we think they're almost laughable, but actually, that gnome energy is an elemental spirit of earth looking after our, the matter in earth. So, and they're in charge of a lot of that, holding that space for us. And so, yeah, when they say no, they mean no. <laughs> Ask the Icelandic government, you might even find it on their website somewhere, but um, that was a very real thing for them. So, this first eclipse is in Libra an air sign so particularly magical in that sense of the elementals and it's on the south node and the south node is opposite to the north node obviously Uh the north node right now is at 24 degrees Aries and the north node we see is our destiny point where we're heading in life so the south node is by by Uh, calculation is is in our past and it's our past in this life but more um, bringing with it the past of our, our past life energy that we came into this life with so anywhere in your chart where you have your south node it's not often depicted so but just by division it's it's opposite the north node and this is The experience that you come in with. And it might have been experience garnered over a few lifetimes, but it's the experience that you're, it's relevant to this lifetime now that you have to work on or you bring in. You need that experience. So it's the issues that you're holding that are either going to go and provide you with a skill and the wisdom. And, you know, I've done this before, I get it, I know, I just know it automatically. But it's also kind of issues or blocks or ideas that you can hold on to. And you're so comfortable there that it almost keeps you replaying those issues. And I guess that's probably why they don't put it on the chart, because it's like we're supposed to be heading forward. This life is for our evolution and um So we are moving forward. And so it's it's not that you want to forget that it's you want to use it in a positive way so that you can achieve where you're going. And a a balance, therefore, is achieved from that. And so having a south node in Libra, it's going to be about love, of course, and romance. It's going to be about beauty and the value of beauty. And it's going to be about relationships and maintaining harmony and equality within relationships. And I often see in charts where people have had to south node in Libra, have to have to give up personal choice for a relationship in the past or in past lives. So they've had, for instance, an arranged marriage, and they've been sold into a marriage for the benefit of family, or for money reasons, or for the sake of appearances, or... Um, for high society, and they've just been sold into marriage and they've given up all personal choice and they've had to maintain this equilibrium, this show of wealth, this show of beauty, this kind of um very surface oriented um element of this everything's great here. Don't we look fantastic? We're the most fantastic family, we've got the most fantastic heritage, and we're all keeping it in a standard. And that maintenance is in in sort of despite your own desires your own personal desires um so you you will often see that uh, and when you talk to people about those things go yes yes i totally get it because of course in our past lives we probably had quite a few instances where that's happened to us but for someone with a South node in libra it'll be this is where it's coming up for you to really process and, and perhaps you you know it's it's so can you can you really imagine you know turning 16 and being betrothed to someone for quite a few since your birth or something or um, or even younger and sorry, 16 or even younger, not birth or even younger. So can you imagine turning 16 and having to give up your choice for um, for something, something that your family have decided or been decided by your grandparents even? And, you know, maybe as a woman, you would have had to be a 16 year old going to marry an older man chosen for his wealth his title and maybe his connections and you know either your family might have been desperate or they might have seen it as a really good um good process so if you think of all the royals you know most of them have had sort of semi arranged or completely arranged marriages and of course arranged marriages goes on all the time um, elsewhere not in the western world and sometimes even in the western world so this idea here One of the ideas and very profound one for the south node in Libra is this idea of of having that happen to you or even you've chosen your marriage and you've stayed in it. Either your partner's been sick or your or, you know, you've had a horrible time, but you have not been able to leave. And so you've given up your personal choice for the sake of something else. And that something else would have been the harmony, the um, the things that I've mentioned here, the Libra and elements of what the value is here, the money, the the um, the the sense of equilibrium that we're maintaining this vision for all to see. And so you've got to stay put. And generally for that vision, that has to be often it's women Um will have that issue where they've had to sit there looking pretty and provide the provide the babies. These are all Libra films, but also it happened in a man in a different way, you know, that he's, um, you know, judging by what's going on in history, a man has to maybe potentially also give up those themes um, and give up his personal choice. And I once had a past life regression where I saw that my ex-boyfriend and I couldn't marry, couldn't marry in this lifetime either, <laughs> uh, because because his family wanted him to marry someone else and to avoid that he went off to war and that's the North Node in Aries theme he went off to war to avoid all that issue of um, uh, having to maintain this life that his family wanted so he was um, yeah uh, permanently at war and you go to his house and he's got all these books on those wars just bookshelves lined up with um, you know ancient wars that went on British wars should I might I say so anyway that was quite quite unusual to see it sort of played out like that but yeah um still it's your loss of your personal choice and expression which then comes with the north node in Aries when you get all of that with bells on Yeah, the the opposite of that is, you know, the south node in Libra has the north node in Aries and the Aries represents the ego, the self-expression. And obviously the north node, I always call it, it's your mission. It's the place you need to activate um, and it's a mission should you choose to accept it. And not everyone does. People do stay sitting around their south node. But an Aries north node, this means you've got incredible energy for independence, for striking out on your own, for choosing stuff that you like doing and having the absolute chutzpah and the dynamism to get up and do whatever you want. And it's like this is a full expression of your ego. You know, that Aries idea, it's like it's so powerful. Um, And and in that lifetime, you'll want to develop it. So I mentioned this to give an idea of how you go from the South Node, giving so much away and not being able to express an opinion or keeping maintaining this idea um, to then to for the North Node in Aries to being the leader and having to strike out. And so it can be scary stuff, you know, that it doesn't automatically ha- happen that you bounce from the south node into the north node going, yay, I've got the opposite now and I can really fully express myself. No, we do have to deal with and when the south node gets transited, it's going to bring up stuff, bring up those themes that are going to play out and for us to process. So here we are with the first eclipse In the 18th month period of the axis between Libra and Aries. So with this south node, it is really going to bring up past relationships, past life relationships and also patterns of codependency, patterns of submission to the relationship. Or the desperate need to control the relationship and maintain it. And um, despite any of your own misgivings and also pretending relationships are are perfect and therefore avoiding any of the issues. (laughs) Avoiding all the red flags. So we've all been there. So these themes are going to be writ large around this eclipse and from now onwards. So, for instance, if anyone is pretending they have a lovely, great relationship and they're trying to maintain it, they don't want someone to leave or they they're pretending they want them to leave. But anyway, there's there's going to be a big elephant in the room. The pattern for this will now have extra focus, extra pretending, more of the fakery will come about. So it's so obvious and things have to then happen that, you know, it just can't stay the same. And that's the thing with eclipses. It is shifting us profoundly onto the next stage. And and therefore, perhaps in all of humanity, perhaps we are going to see some amendments to the marriage vows, for instance. They ever so often they come up. Perhaps we'll see amendments to prenup agreements. And maybe there are will be new laws about relating coming in. Because you think about it in 1878. <laughs> um It was it only became possible for a woman to seek separation from an abusive husband. So 150 years ago, you could you couldn't if your husband was beating you up, you couldn't seek separation. You couldn't leave him. You'd have to stay put. And and it's specifically the woman leaving the man. Since then, we've had laws that make it the same on both sides and then it was only in 1891 so 130 years later ago so 130 years ago that a man's right to, to use corporeal punishment was then removed can you imagine <laughs> it was his right to beat his wife before that and he had to he could was able to use a stick not thicker than his thumb i mean crikey. Can you imagine Um, that was allowed and and quite fairly normal? Anyway, from 1991, so very recently, um, 30 years, um, there was a case heard in the UK, in the House of Lords, R versus R. And that changed the law to the marital exception of rape. And it was so that that, uh, you no longer had the right, any right to... um, to uh, have sex with your wife in or um, and again later it was that way around and it's now been since changed to both ways but uh, rape is not a marital exception from 1991. So perhaps we're going to see something else like this coming up with the eclipse in Libra South. No Um, let's see how this pans out in that sense. And for our own part in that, perhaps we want to look at how we can dissolve, delete and rescind any vows, contracts, promises of partnership, romantic or otherwise, which are no longer relevant. That really no longer relevant And when we ask for that to happen. And perhaps with a spoken word, we can do this since it's an air sign. So we do this in this life, past lives, other dimensions and in all timelines That we revow, we rescind and we dissolve these contracts that we may have made or these promises to ourselves, not necessarily to someone else. About staying with someone, about supporting someone, to about using our energy where it's not in flow in the correct and beneficial and evolving way that it should be. So we can give that idea of, I'll say it again, you've got to dissolve, delete and rescind all vows, contracts and promises of partnership No longer, so partnership, romantic or otherwise, which are no longer relevant in this life, past lives, and all other dimensions and in all timelines. Um, Because some of these ideas of agreements that we've had to perpetually hold up some dynamic, um, which through time has then become imbalanced or it's exhausting or it's prohibitive to where you want to go and also oppressive. And with Saturn in Pisces right now, yeah, things. You know, the idea of where we've been oppressive has to be fixed. And now we can let all of these go. Um, but also, this, so this is the idea of them and the idea that we are processing stuff from the past and making it better. But with this South Node Eclipse, it may also bring the, their actual presence, somebody from either your past life or your past. This is this is the X-Files Um and so, but, you know, look out for that to happen or is it just an energetic remind of them? Someone who looks the same or someone who behaves the same, or has the same um, personality disorder coming along. And it's not for you to go run for the hills. Obviously, you do in some ways, but it is for you to go. I see what my part in this and why I'm attracting that and I'm going to fix it. I'm going to work on it best I can. So this eclipse is at 21 degrees Libra. And the south node right now is at 24 degrees. So it's three degrees off the actual node. So it's, you know, total eclipse and the eclipse shadow is going right across America. Um, And this solar eclipse has a wide conjunction. So that's the sun and the moon together It's where the moon goes in front of the sun. And it's very exciting to see. And it's going to be in a wide conjunction to Mercury. Mercury is at 18 degrees. No, sorry. Actually, Mercury's at 16, 16 degrees for the eclipse. So it's, um, yeah, just five degrees off the actual eclipse and not far from the. So that's how many that's um, and just within the south node boundary of a 10 degree orb or orb um so with mercury there now mercury is the thinking connecting the ideas planet is what's going on with your communication your what what's going on in your head how you're thinking and so this is like an awakening of ideas of how you know maybe this is like the light bulb moment of why you are behaving like that or why you were attracting that person or those people or you know how you can fix this relationship you know this is like ideas time this is like oh i can see the patterns now i can see the rhythms that are going on within my life and i've woken up to these uh, possibilities um you know with mercury there definitely this allows you to hear from the ex literally you know a message an idea you know like someone giving you a call with mercury there you know that they're going to come in with some Either their presence, a connection, a letter, a a direct message, a DM, a slip into your DMs, but also, you know, maybe that Mercury is here to give you some new information about old patterns. So it has to be from the past. Did this South Node energy, but the information to you might be new with Mercury there, and perhaps this new information this is it's like a new new light on a subject which can be absolutely fascinating and this will make it far more interesting and a little bit lively as well. And having said that, <laughs> this A Libra eclipse is also square to Pluto, the dark lord himself. So this has the power to rock the establishment and and then sort of goes back to what I was saying about perhaps we're going to get some new laws about marriage and relationships because, you know, Pluto is is adding power in Capricorn and adding so much power that it's almost the corruption is evident so maybe we get some reevaluate oh, sorry maybe we get some reevaluation of old structures of old laws of old ways of doing things that now we need some fresh air that's going to come up with pluto there in a square it's like wow we really need to sit up and take notice um And maybe some understanding of how corrupt or toxic some element of our partnership ideas are. And Pluto is here just to eke it out and go, here, look at this. This is about to change. And of course, in a solar eclipse, it has the power to bring about all sorts of new conditions that we and new changes that we cannot even imagine. You know, they're going to bring it all to the surface and all eyes are on the south node. So we're not bouncing across to the north node in response. We really are digging deep here. (laughs) And so this energy is for an eclipse, you feel like the, the energy of around a uh, full or new moon is two days either side, and then it lasts for the two weeks until you get to the new full or new moon. And in, in likewise with an eclipse on a grander scale, there is the energy two weeks either side, hence us being in the eclipse energy in the eclipse season now, but two weeks either side, and then you have the next six months to work until the next eclipse, the pairing of that eclipse to happen again so we've got six months to work through all these ideas that are about to come up and you know this is a like a karmic cycle that we are entering into a new karmic cycle and as Rudolf Steiner would say there are new that new beings are here to challenge us to excite us to teach us to beguile us and actually lead us way off off on a tangent somewhere else. So, you know, this is a time for extra vigilance. Um, So I really want to know how it goes for you. You know, how are you going to be experiencing this? Um, I'm actually going all the way to America to be in the shadow of the eclipse and um, epic journey. This is the third time I've gone for a, a let's go to be in the shadow. And the second time I've gone to America because this is an the last one, August 2017. We had the eclipse in um, in Leo, actually, actually on on my on my 28 degree sun, which is where Venus is stepping over the shadow zone from. So, again, there's another connection to to where Venus is right now and the Venusian energies that are going to be very powerful here. So this shadow is going across America, just like the one in 2017. And the shadow starts in Oregon, where the other one started, but it's going much deeper down. It's going uh, much more diagonally downwards. So it goes across Utah, Nevada, New Mexico, Texas, and into South America, Nicaragua, Honduras, Belize, and um, and then it ends around there. So it's making this slight curve that goes all the way down there. Um, so it is a, it's to be in the shadow of eclipse is really inviting in the karma of that um and it is super exciting to be there and to feel it and to see it you do feel it really um it's like the 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 darkness it doesn't get completely dark but there's real darkness and um and the temperature suddenly drops and, and it's almost like the wind comes up and you feel like this swirling. It's like Mary Poppins is about to arrive. This swirling of the winds, the the mistral of the wind here. And um you see the stars suddenly come out. Oh, it's so pretty. I saw it on a beach when I was there last time, and hope maybe I'll be on a no, no, I'm gonna be inland. Um so and and to see the its power it is incredible. So um it doesn't matter if you're not in the shadow, <laughs> you can still invite in its energy or connect to its energy because this is good. We do want to upgrade our relationships, we do want to get, get upgrade our sense of value and and um, you know, not have to pretend. We want some real kind of beauty, grace, and uh, proper relating in our lives. So, um, if this is fairly near any any 21 degrees in your chart and 24 really, because that's where the nodes are. But if you've got anything on 21 degrees Libra or around there, you know this is for you to deal with right now. Um, And if you've got squares at 21, 22, 23 and 24 degrees square, the square would be in Capricorn or Cancer and the trine, which is a nice even flow. This is easier for you. This is like, oh, yeah, I get this. I can work on this. The square is going to be difficult, but the trine will be in Aquarius or Gemini, the other air signs, of course. And the opposition is Aries. I think with Aries, you've got enough going on because of the North Node here. The North Node is really forcing you forward. And um, probably this would be hard to distinguish this particular solar eclipse from what's really going on. If you have anything around 21 degrees North though, because you've got stuff going on. Um, And obviously on the sextiles in Sagittarius and Leo, um, then there'll be a smaller orb, of course, for the sextile. But that's quite exciting, too. So I'm, I'm feeling positive about this um, Libran eclipse. And remember, though, that whatever happens, this is Venus ruled. And we're now glad that Venus is out of her shadow zone. So we we'll think about this. We're going in the beauty way. So my friends, please go in peace and I'll see you next episode. Thank you.